Well, let's welcome you back to This Week in the Association. I'm Rob Panier, joined once again by my good buddy, Kevin Luco. And this week, Kevin and I are honored to welcome back because it's Christmas time. So we've got to have Santa Claus himself, Brad Allred. Brad, thanks for joining us again. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, gentlemen. Uh, I am I'm extremely flattered that uh, for the third consecutive year you have asked me to come on uh, here at Christmas time. And I don't know if it's because I bring you uh, bundles of joy, or if I bring you the uh, me being the butt of the entertainment. But whether it's the former or the latter, uh, I will take it and, and gladly come on with you guys. It's always uh, great to, to share a few minutes with you. Well, when I think well, of the holiday are. times, I think of, you know, uh, a nice cold night, some snow falling out the snow falling outside and making a snowman and going on Christmas caroling and feeling the cold winter air, and then talking to a good friend from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing screams Christmas like Cleveland, Texas, Tim. Of course. The Christmas capital of the South. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll go, we'll, go. we'll go with that. Well, well, Brad, before we talk about the season here, let's discuss off season, you're always a busy guy. So what, what's going on in the life of Brad Allred right now? Uh, well, we, we've been we've been very busy with uh, my high school football endeavors here in Texas that just came to an end. Um, so we had a fun season with that. We're getting some uh, we're getting some high school basketball underway. In fact, uh, I, you know, I, I try to save some news for you guys. Do, would you guys care for some breaking news? You know, Absolutely. we don't have a breaking news sounder, but we'll go with it. All right, I'm going to give you some breaking news. A uh, former association, American Association voice, and a very good friend of mine will be uh, joining me uh, for some high school basketball coverage on Friday. That would be my great friend Dan Vaughn. Dan Vaughn, the newest member of the Zebra Sports Network. He's going to uh, be joining me, and he'll be the voice of Grandview Boys basketball beginning this Friday. So. I'm very excited to uh, to finally work with Dan, and I know he's going to do a great job, and he'll bring the passion that uh, everyone knows that he normally brings to the broadcast booth. He'll bring that to uh, the faithful here in Grandview, and I know they're going to be very excited and very happy to have him. I can just hear the call now. I can just hear the call. And he will dunk the ball! <laughs> Dan's going to be awesome. Dan's going to be great. I'm really excited to uh, to bring him on board. He will fill the position that uh, used to be the chair, Michael Dixon, who's uh, going on to some different things. So I, I had to go deep. I wanted to go deep in the well once again. Of, uh, and I wanted an American Association voice. As I've, I've gone to Dan and Garrig before, Michael Dixon, and now, uh, now Dan Vaughn's going to be joining us. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So we've had that going on. And then, uh, as you guys know, uh, Kevin, you like to uh, comment all the time about uh, my my dips that I take in professional wrestling uh, with my company, Lucha Brutal. Uh, we're we're going to be uh, doing some big things around the first of the year. And, in fact, I'll be going tomorrow night, Kevin, uh, to the Curtis Colwell Center in Grandview, for, I mean in Garland, for uh, AEW tomorrow night. And I'll get to... Uh, I'll be backstage uh, visiting some friends, Ricky Starks, uh, among some others that uh, we've got Sammy Guevara, some guys that we've done some work with in the past. So I'll be visiting them as they they uh, bring AEW Dynamite tomorrow night to Dallas. So uh, having some fun with them and just uh, getting ready for uh, Cleveland Railroader baseball. It'll be here what inside about 150 days. Boy, did Ricky wow. Starks make a name for himself last year? Was that pro- last week was that promo or what? Oh, Ricky Starks is a star, man, and and you know he's one of the very first guys that uh, helped me get a get a broadcast break in wrestling, and I'll, I'll be forever uh, in debt to him for that. He's 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 a good human being, and he deserves every bit of uh, success and accolades that comes his way. I mean, I don't think he'll go over tomorrow night against MJF, but I know he'll no, make a really no, good showing for himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think MJF is is making a name for himself, but uh, but Ricky Starks is doing the same, so I'm excited to see what the future holds. Should be a should be a fun show. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, Dad, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about Cleburne baseball here for a moment. Now, you're a guy who's been with the organization from the very start, and a couple of years of figuring out who was going to manage this club and, and everything. Then last year, you guys make the playoffs for the first time. This year, you guys have your first playoff victory. So talk to us a little bit about your feelings about just the progress of the team and where they're at right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. They say that uh, the journey uh, is just as much fun as the destination. And uh, I think you're seeing that firsthand in Cleburne, the, the little bit of progress each year kind of taking that next step. I felt like we did that last year uh, with, a, with a playoff win and then a, a nail-biting series against Milwaukee. Um, they continue to, they being the organization, continues to take the right steps. Um, really happy with the maturation process of Logan Watkins as a manager, kind of coming into his own, having having a full year. Uh, and now that he's got an, now that he's got a full off season under his belt to to build this team and 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 put the pieces together the way that the way that he wants them going into this. Uh, upcoming 2023 season. I think uh, the future is obviously bright for Cleveland Railroader baseball. I think the fan base can really see that as they've really bought in as this team continues to march towards what we want to be, a, our, our first American Association championship. And we want to bring a Miles Wolf Cup to Cleveland, and we'll continue to take the steps to try to make that happen. I know it's a strange way in which it came about, you know, during the – 2021 season, but in hindsight, I personally, I see Logan Watkins with the situation he was faced coming in halfway through a season and then having his full season under his belt. He is maturing as a manager as he's learning to manage, and I think that bodes well as this could be a guy that could be that guy that's going to be around managing the railroaders for years to come. You know, I, I certainly hope that that's the case. Kevin Logan is a look, uh, and I hate to use the the term because it's sometimes it's used so loosely. But but Logan is just a baseball guy. I mean, from his background and playing to his time in the association, uh, his short time there with the wing nuts, and just the the grittiness uh, that that he that he kind of displayed as a player, and he's 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 quickly kind of uh, morphed that attitude into his managerial style as he is a he is a player's manager and he really he really goes to bat for his players and and he believes in them i mean he believes in them and uh and and that's infectious it's infectious in a clubhouse it's an infect it's infectious in terms of the attitude that players take, not not from when the game starts in the first pitch, but but from the moment that they walk into the clubhouse and their preparation before a game. Uh, he tries to keep the clubhouse very loose. Uh, he takes a lot of input from his coaching staff, from Arthur Rhodes, from Jose Amato, uh, from James Russell, who filled in at the end of the year for Arthur. Like he he really. He really takes uh, into account their feedback and their thoughts and their ideas, and it's just a close unit. And that starts at the top with our ownership group and the trust that they have and uh, that John Junker has in Logan Watkins, and he's been fantastic. And 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 I certainly hope that uh, yeah, I certainly hope that Logan has many years in Cleburne. But well, I mean, with success comes change, right? And who knows? I mean, too many more years of. Logan continuing to put this together, and if, who knows, affiliated baseball might come calling wanting to, to bring Logan on. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens with that. But for now, yeah, we, we march into this uh, next season with Logan at the helm and, and, and looking at you know some of the moves that, that he's already made and putting, starting to put this roster together. It, uh, it brings uh, plenty of excitement for Railroader fans. After a you know, season in which you did travel with the team, I believe, for what, maybe two-thirds of the season, mm-hmm. after a season in which there was that awkward um, travel schedule where there were some long road trips, um, how did you feel about them? Were, you, were they um, as tough as you thought they'd be easier? What was, what was the, the general impression of being the team that had to – make the longer trips 
Well, I think the team flourished. I mean, if you if you look, we we played some pretty good baseball on the road, uh, particularly in that month of August, uh, where we were away for I believe eighteen games uh, uh, on the road with that se- or nineteen games on the road with that season long uh, thirteen game road trip. Um, I we 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 played good baseball on the road. It was different. Uh, it was different, but I think. Uh, Partly, you know, if you just take away the bus travel and you just look at the time that you spent in those cities, Logan tried to keep it very, uh, very, a very relaxed atmosphere. You know, not not asking the guys to get to the ballpark too early, wanting to make sure they got their rest, trying to give guys days off there down the stretch uh, to try to kind of keep them fresh for that postseason run. I thought, I thought that, that clubhouse did an admirable job facing the circumstances of that long travel and the, and the multitude of games away from home, particularly in August. But I, I think it was also a positive because everybody knows the heat in Texas in August can be just insane. So for Cleburne not to have to play those games in that ridiculous heat and to be able to go up north and play them in more um, favorable conditions. I, th- I think it did the railroaders well. So, um, you know, looking at the upcoming schedule here uh, in 2023, you know, I-, I don't see any reason why Cleburne can't rise to the occasion and, and be one of the better uh, road baseball teams in the association. Brad, let me come back to the the job of Logan Watkins this season because. I understand everybody had to battle through this with the pandemic situation still kind of hanging over and, and players not getting visas. But you, you guys had several key guys that, that were having trouble getting into the country and weren't able to play for the team. Then you lose Hunter Cervenka, who was your best reliever. It would have been easy for this team to phone it in at that point, but, boy, they sure rallied from that point on. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was crazy, Rob. You know, 6-24 and 24 over our first 30 games. But, again, it was a – it was uh, it, w- it was a patchwork strategy in putting that roster together early, and I mean, I mean, no no disrespect to the guys that we had early because we had guys like Jordan Wiley, Bryce Brugemeyer, uh, some young talent that that played well, but I just don't know that it was their time in the American Association. I don't know that they were quite ready uh, to be put in the predicament and be put in the situations that they were over the course of the first month of the year. I mean, you know, when you lose, uh, uh, Osvaldo Arcia, who we did not have, uh, we didn't have, uh, Santiago Rincon. We didn't, I mean, there were, there were key pieces that were missing due to some of the visa issues, but then you saw Logan Watkins. I mean, he, he was able to put it together, right? Here came Edwin Arroyo. Uh, here came, uh, Casey Clemens, Hill Alexander, Chuck Taylor, uh, that proved to be key pieces, and then to go from six and twenty-four to finishing forty-four and twenty-six and climbing that record back to five hundred, uh, I, I just think that was a tremendous job by everybody, uh, by that coaching staff, by the players, obviously. And let's not discount that Cleveland pitching over the course of that, that 50, 60 game run. I mean, they were as good as anyone in the association. Uh, it, there was a key time and over, over a 25 game stretch where, where the railroaders pitched to an ERA under three. And, and it was just remarkable to see every night. It didn't matter which starter was, which starting pitcher was handed the ball. They came out and they pitched extremely well. They got great bullpen pitching, and and it brought Cleburne back from the depths all the way into a postseason uh, postseason run there, and and again it just leaves those railroader fans longing and wanting for a little bit more. So it creates that excitement as we head into the new season. You know, they say that Father Time is uh, nobody beats Father Time kind of thing. What what's the, Zach Narrier looks like? He might be the exception to that rule there, Brad. Oh, Zach's got Zach's got plenty. I, I don't think Father Time is anywhere near knocking on the door of of of, of fourteen. Yeah, Zach, I, I mean, guys, you've heard me say this before, and I'm sure that that there's some in the in the American Association that find it nauseating that I say this on repetition. I, I will still say till I'm blue in the face, Zach Narrier is the best overall baseball player in the American Association. He continues to do it with his play on the field defensively 
uh, what a, what you know what a masterful job he does offensively. He's even added a little pop into his repertory, steals bases. I mean, what he's a leader in the clubhouse. What more? And again, I'll ask. I'll ask. What more does Zach Narrier need to do to show affiliated teams that he belongs? I mean, my goodness, now he's down in Mexico playing winter ball, flourishing down there, playing well. I mean, Zach Narrier does it all. And, and I know that, that first and foremost on all Railroader fans' minds is are, are we going to see Zach Narrier in, in uh, 2023? And I can assure you that he is at the very top of the priority list for Logan Watkins. Nick Gardewine probably became the best closer in the, in the league, arguably the best closer for sure. Um, what, what do you think made him so effective in that role? Uh, Nick, just Nick's experience. I mean, playing at the big league level. Nick is a, uh, you know, they say that closers have a different kind of mentality, and it's very true because Nick Gardewine, there, there's not too many highs, not too many lows. Nick, Nick Gardewine is about as a level, even kill of a guy as you will find. Um, he is just a – he's cool hand Luke. I mean, I think ice water run through, runs through the veins of Nick Gardwine. And, you know, there were points this year in games where you think, oh, my goodness, like maybe a walk here or, or, or something happening here that you think, oh, is he, is he going to be able to nail this down? And, and he nails it down every time. In fact, I, I used to tease him in games, uh, you know, in the clubhouse following games, and I would say, okay, well, when you go out there tomorrow or you go out there in your next appearance, why don't you just let the first couple of guys get on so you can create some broadcast excitement and then just nail, you know, just nail them down and, and end the thing. And he would just look at me and smirk and smile because uh, you, you just felt like every time, at least I felt like every time that you hand Nick Gardwine the baseball, it's game over. <laughs> Make it too boring for you, is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You know, Brad, I, you've got to watch in the last few years uh, some tough endings to seasons. This season, though, the club got on a huge roll down there at the very end, dominated the last week of the season. It must be exciting to see your team roll into the playoffs like that. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it was fun. And then, and then, uh, you know, to, to come in there, uh, finishing things up in, in a big series uh, against Kane County, um, you know, there at the end and that road trip and having to win in Lincoln and the way that the, the year ended on the road, um, it was just, uh, it was exciting, um, particularly, uh, you know, the couple of years past where the slip-ups at the end costing a postseason berth in 19. Uh, it, you know, it's just, it was, it was exciting to see the team play well and earn their way earn their way to the postseason. And then even though it didn't go our way, just a couple of it really exciting games against Milwaukee, some well-pitched ball games uh, that were, you know, back and forth that could have gone either way. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's about the journey. And as we continue to take our steps, you know, I, I really feel confident that, that Cleburne, uh, that, that they're knocking on the door. They're knocking on the door of a championship. And when it comes – we're going to think back to all these moments of years past, and that's what will make that celebration, when it does come, that much more sweeter. Now, looking ahead to next season, you know, we're always, Kevin and I are kind of curious how managers will approach the offseason, whether they wait a little while, like George Samus, and, and, and sign guys late. Logan Watkins already out there getting some guys signed in. you got to be pretty excited. Oh, man. I mean, how about the – how about right out of the gate picking up Brian Klein, the Texas Tech product, uh, who had a year with Windy City in the Frontier League where he hit 324? I think, I think there's your. Again, I don't want to speak for Logan Watkins, but if I know anything about his managerial style and what he looks for, and what Brian Klein brought to the table when he was at Texas Tech, I think there's your leadoff hitter. I think you're going to see Brian Klein in the leadoff spot on opening day. Uh, for the railroaders now where he plays that that could still be up in the air i mean he's he's a guy that can really play anywhere in the infield he can play second for you play third play some shortstop can even get some outfield time in a pinch if needed uh i really like brian klein being the first first uh, official signing uh, i like the fact that we've gone uh he's he's trusting uh in the pitchers from the past and going back to them and re-signing brendan bell we got the bell dozer and those that's had some very good innings 
six seventh innings uh, for the Railroaders last year as he continues to progress. Uh, the very first signing of one Denning Garrig, the one of one signing of Denning Garrig is Denning Garrig. For those that don't know, is actually the one that found Brendan Bell and got him to Cleveland. So uh, to continue to see Brendan Bell flourish is fantastic. And then a couple of days ago, locking down Cody Bullard uh, for 2023. The left-hander, the UTA product, has been fantastic for us. Got the ball on opening day last year. Wouldn't be surprised to see Cody Bullard continue to be in that role at the front end of the rotation. He's been great. And then to get uh, Alejandro Ricania, who spent some time in the Phillies minor league system. We tried to get Ricania last year. Had some visa issues there, but have that worked out. So to have Ricania uh, in, in the mix this next year is going to be exciting. Uh, I, I think you're going to see more in the coming days from Logan Watkins as, as this uh, roster starts to kind of be molded and put together. And I, I think Railroader fans are, are going to be excited about what they're all going to bring to the table. You know, we talked about how last year visa issues were stuff that was out of Logan Watkins' hands, but do you see him signing guys at this point in the off season? his way of saying that we don't want to repeat the start we had last year? We want to get out in front and keep it that way? I, I think that I think that's a very safe assumption. I mean, you, you just can't dig out a six and twenty-four every single year. Cleburne is fortunate enough to do that last year, but I think Logan Watkins will be the first to tell you he doesn't even want to try to do that <laughs> again. He'd rather get on the other foot. Why not get to off to a twenty-four and six start? Uh, that'd be that'd be much more pleasurable for everybody. So I, I think you're you're seeing him. Uh, I think these moves are calculated by Logan. I think he, he has an idea of what he wants this roster to look at look like. I think you're going to see some familiar faces return. Uh, I think you're going to see some new players in the mix as this roster continues to be built. But I think once it's done and we all look at things uh, from, uh, from a totality standpoint as we head into, head into camp with you know, 25, 26, however many he chooses to bring in. I think you're going to see a roster of guys that can definitely compete uh, upper echelon type, with upper echelon type, type teams in this league. And <clears throat> make no mistake about it, Cleveland, you know, Logan talked about last year that the objective wasn't just to get in the playoffs. The, the objective is to win playoff games and continue to compete for a championship. And now, that Cleveland took the step that they did last year in the good series with Milwaukee. He's going to want to continue to expand on that and take another step forward. And that'll be a clear message to that clubhouse from day one in terms of expectations for the 2023 season. Now that East division is going to be better next year. You got to figure Jim Bennett with a year under his belt there, that Lake country is going to be, you know, rising up. King County proved they were, they're going to be tough. Milwaukee, Chicago, and Gary. Now, uh, Lamont Rogers did a great job there. You know, this going to be a very tough division. You guys are going to be playing in next year, even probably more than this season. No layups. I mean, there's absolutely no layups, uh, in the, in the association. Uh, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, Gary, man, what an improvement down the stretch. Uh, for the Railcats, you expect them to be better. Uh, Jim Bennett is no stranger to winning. He knows how to put a team together. And as they continue to 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 move forward in Lake Country and bring in the right pieces, uh, you're going to see that team win. I, I think, you know, it's a little too early to tell right now because as these rosters are put together, but uh, there you could not now, fill in the blank. You could you could literally put any team from that division uh, as as a team to, to reckon with next year. And I think, you know, we could be looking up in August and it still be a five, six team race, uh, you know, in, in the division. I think that the division is that deep and can be that good. There's talk about making some kind of modification to the playoff system for next year. Were you, were you happy about the four teams? Obviously you guys made the playoff that can help you, but did you like that format? And, and do you see that going forward as a good idea for the railroaders? I thought I thought it was a great idea for the league. Um, you know, I, I I tip my cap to Josh Schaub and Josh Buckholtz and and the folks in that decision making process because it every night it keeps you scoreboard watching. Every night it it brings it brings excitement to the different ballparks uh, in the league. It, it keeps these games important. 
Um, you're not looking at a scoreboard uh, on a random night in August and saying, oh, well, that game doesn't matter or that game doesn't matter because with this new playoff format in one way or another, they all seem to matter down the stretch. And, and I'm, all, I'm all for seeing it continue. Now, a bit of a change for you personally last year, getting Gary moving on. Uh, so you, you had a little bit of a change there in the booth for yourself. How did that change work for you, and what, what are we looking for in the upcoming season? Uh, I thought Seth Dow, you know, I had Seth Dow and Briggs Loveland, a couple of interns, come on last year, uh, and I thought they both did fantastic jobs. We even mixed, uh, I even got uh, Keaton Cordell, who's our uh, uh, executive producer who handles the, the uh, in-game things at the stadium. I even took him on the road with me. I tried to bring in a little mix to to make things uh, a little more fun during the broadcast. Uh, I can tell you that the plan is to bring Seth Dowdle back uh, in 2023 to join me in the booth. I thought Seth really flourished, and I saw, you know, you could see his progress. Uh, night, you could hear his progress nightly. You could hear his confidence uh, just, just uh, really. He gained that confidence each and every night within each and every inning, brought a lot to the table. I think Seth's got a bright future. Uh, in broadcasting as he's uh, at TCU doing great things there. So the plan is to bring Seth back. We're going to have a lot of fun in the booth. And, uh, you know, one of my saddest days is when the season's over and I I already, you know, I get that calendar out and start counting them down for the next year. And, you know, now that we're inside 150 days, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back in the booth and get back to work. I thought it was a nice touch that you, you did have a couple of commercial spots where we could hear Denny Garrick at least do that if he wasn't going to be in the booth anymore. So props, well, and, on, and, you know, I did, props on letting his legacy carry on. Yeah, and I, you know, I had Denny. Denning came back. Denning was back. Uh, was back at the depot for a uh, weekend. Uh, I believe it was in July, and I had Denning on. I had Denning on for a broadcast one night. We got to. Got to got the band back together and uh, had a great time doing it. Uh, I've always said Denning's welcome any time in the Railroader Broadcast booth. That it doesn't matter if it's twenty, you know, twenty twenty three or twenty thirty three. As long as I'm there, uh, he's always welcome back in. Got a headset waiting for him. Uh, it's hard to and I and I've enjoyed you know I enjoyed my I enjoyed my time with Michael Dixon. Uh, I've enjoyed my time with Seth Dowdle, but. You know the the time that that Denning and I had together, and seeing the team, seeing the team continue to do well and really take those next strides, uh, will be memories that I won't soon soon forget. And uh, yeah, I'll share a broadcast booth with DG any day of the week. But Brad, we want your uh, your prediction for next year because Kevin, this has kind of become a watch for Kevin and I. So. What's the date that Jesus Sanchez gets signed by the team next year? What, what month are we going with? Uh, hey, I can assure you there will come a point. There will come a point. because And don't think that it's just for spot duty, guys. Uh, Logan Watkins is in the area. Jesus Sanchez begging him, begging him all the time. I mean, he, he's probably begging him now. Hey, can we, can we have you in May? Can we have you in May? Uh, but, you know. Sanchez a guy that that is a gamer. You can hand. I mean, we literally had a had a game in in uh, in 2022 where three hours. He didn't. He, he he was called three. It was one. It was late on a Sunday morning, and it was like Sanchez, we need you tonight. We need you to start tonight. Okay, he was on the couch and said, you know, I'll be down there. Comes down, throws six innings, just absolutely shoves. Uh, I mean, Sanchi's a gamer. You you hand him the ball, he's going to be ready. So there will be some point. There will be some point that you'll see Jesus Sanchez uh, in a big start for Cleveland some some point next season. I mean, it's bound to happen. <laughs> we always like that acquisition to share. Love Sanchez. Well, Brad, Love him. I mean, great one. One of the greats. It's it's Christmas time. So you, you've been kind enough the last couple of years to share your uh, your present that you're getting for your wife. So I, I don't want to ruin anything if you're going to uh, if, if she might be listening in to try to find out what you're going to get. But do we get a little preview of what she might be getting this year? Well, I, I, she's actually already gotten it, and I will share I will oh. share it with you guys. So 
Uh, if we go back to a couple of years ago, we were in North Park Mall and we were at the Louis Vuitton store, and there was uh, there was credit card haywire is the is the is the total on the uh, on the cash register there just continued to roll over in zeros, and I have never uh, I have never recovered since uh, since that fateful night at North Park Mall. And then uh, I believe last year I came to you with uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas" because, uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I had to think of something jovial and happy. Because as I looked down in my wallet, there was a you know large bag of nothing in there because we were still trying to recover from <laughs> from the year before. But here we are, here we are in 2022, gentlemen, and we have recovered, and we recovered in a big way, uh, in such a big way that. We took our we took ourselves uh, to the to the uh, most grandest city of them all in the United States. We went to Las Vegas for Christmas, boys, and we just returned uh, last night. And I can uh, I can tell you with a smile on my face that the wallet is not empty. Uh, there there will be no despair. There will be no counting of change here. Uh, at the end of 2022, that there there will still be money in the all red household. But I did give her her big present, and for those that are listening that might be fans of country music, particularly Texas country music, probably the hottest act in country music right now is a uh, gentleman by the name of Cody Johnson. And Cody Johnson has put together a couple of multi platinum hits. He is he has taken the world on fire. Well. I've been very lucky in the fact that Cody Johnson's tour manager is one of my very lifelong best friends. So as we went to Vegas, I surprised my wife and daughter uh, with a Vegas trip that included uh, going to see Cody Johnson, getting backstage access where we hung out in the green room with the band. They were able to meet Cody. Uh, they were able to interact with his band and then watch the show from literally about eight feet away um, in front of a packed house at Mandalay Bay of, a lot, of about 11,000. And they were fantastic. And my wife and, and one of my daughters had just a time that they'll never forget. And then I went for the knockout punch, boys, because if that wasn't enough, after having that fantastic Friday night, Saturday night, I surprised him, and after a good run at the craps table, we decided to take that money, and I sprung a couple of tickets for them to go see Adele on Saturday night at Sea oh, wow. Palace. Yeah, that that was uh, those those tickets were four figures each, um, but they were able to go sit center stage and see Adele, and uh, and they had just an unbelievable time. So. Uh, real happy to be able to do that for them. So uh, until I get in the doghouse, I, I think I've scored a few points here at the All Red Household. I might even be able to eat at the actual dinner table tonight with them uh, rather than having to eat uh, eat alone in front of the TV. They might they might actually invite me to the table. So, uh, you know, during Christmas time, during the holiday season, things, uh, things, things, are, things are looking up for me here in the All Red Household. So as they made their way to the Adele concert, did you go back to the craft table and replenish the money you spent on the tickets? We made an attempt to go back. to where We did go to back to the craft table. We made an attempt to replenish the funds. But, you know, all good things must come to an end, Kevin. And my good run at the craps table from Thursday night, uh, that was not replicated on Saturday night. Uh, the sevens came uh, far, far more often than the sixes or eights. And so as we walked out, uh, as we walked out of, uh, of the Luxor on uh, Saturday night, uh, there was no need for uh, security assistance back to my room. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Kevin and I are both glad to know that that Louis Vuitton purse remained with your wife and didn't have to be pawned to uh, get you out of the city. <laughs> yes, yes, there was no need. There was no need to. Uh, yeah, there there was no need to pawn the. And I, I'm, oh, she's going to kill me for this. I can't remember if it's the Forevermore. I don't even remember what the damn purse is called. 
But there's no need to send that to the uh, Pawn Stars pawn shop there in Las Vegas for a cameo appearance just so I could get a couple of extra hands in at the blackjack table. No, there, we did not reach those depths on this Vegas trip. Stay tuned, though. Maybe next year it'll be a different outcome. I know what I would name that first. I'd call it the 401K. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that that that's about the depths of it. Because uh, if if for those that are listening that that have never been to and I, and I must say this, uh, I, I'm I'm showing my Texan here, gentlemen. When I say Louis Vuitton, it is actually Louis Vuitton, and it is it. But what I like to do is I like to go in and say. Louis Vuitton going to get out of here because I can't afford to stay in here any longer. My wife just kind of gives me the once over, looks at me funny, and tells me to shut the hell up. <laughs> so, what are the uh, all Ritz got going on for Christmas this year? No, oh, we're gonna we're just gonna spread the holiday cheer. We got the family uh, together over Christmas. It's it's a it's a great time. I, I love I love my children being able to visit with their cousins and and uh, get to open gifts together and kind of watch them and live vicariously through them. Now it's all about them for me. It's you know it's it's seeing their happiness and joy and having everybody together. I think that's what Christmas is all about. It's one of my favorite times. And uh, we'll get we'll get together over Christmas and uh, you know share what we have to be thankful for and. And uh, just kind of enjoy our time together and, and realize what the moment's all about. Anything um, special planned? I know you did. You had the the mini wrestling card one year. Then you had the one chip challenge. Uh, on a yes, year. yes. You know what? I, I wish I had something to tell you, but about two weeks ago, uh, just shortly after Thanksgiving, when we were putting together the plans for Christmas. Uh, my wife gave me a very serious look, and she said, "Don't, don't be planning any of that crap where you're out throwing up in the yard or dashing for a gallon of vitamin D milk or any of that other stuff that makes you look ridiculous, like you're acting like a 20 year old." So she put the she put the uh, kibosh on all that. So in terms of challenges with the youngsters, I'm going to come up with something. I, I mean, it might be. It might be thumb wrestling at this point because my wife will prohibit access to anything else for me. But I'll, I'll come up with something. There's got to be some type of competition that we can bring to the table on Christmas Eve. I would, I would, I would do the sumo, the sumo outfits maybe. <laughs> that would that that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Now, as you mentioned, last year you gave us uh, the toys the night before Christmas, and last night when you told me that we needed to delay a day and we'd be 12 days away from Christmas, do you have a 12 days of Christmas American Association style for us? Oh, my goodness. You're putting me on the spot here. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? I don't want to I, I don't want to damper the mood. I don't want to. Let, let, me, let me say this. Let me, let me say this. Let me, let me finish with this. Um, and I'll go back to, to something that, uh, that I was talking about earlier, my great friend Dan Vaughn, who uh, I'm putting this out to any team with a broadcast job in the American Association. The American Association needs Dan Vaughn. So if you've got a broadcast position open in the American Association, you need to strongly consider our good friend uh, Dan Vaughn as he needs uh, – we we need we need to have his uh, passion and his excitement in this league. It's great for the branding of this league. So if I could have one Christmas wish tonight, Rob, uh, I, I think my wish would be to see Dan Bond in the association in 2023. Uh, you can pick the spot, whatever spots are open. Uh, you know, I don't want to shove shove anyone out of the way, but if there's if there's an organization that's looking for a good broadcaster that will bring. Uh, excitement and passion, no like other. It's definitely Dan. So, uh, for, rather than twelve days of Christmas, how about that one gris, good Christmas wish? And uh, we get DV back in the AA. Sounds great to me. I think that's a great final thought for tonight and for us too, Brad. So, thanks for joining us this week. Well, we we appreciate it as always, guys. I appreciate you having me on around Christmas time. I want to wish uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, not to. Not only to everyone uh, listening, but to the two of you and what you guys continue to bring to the American Association is very valuable. We thank you for 
what you do for this league, continuing to cover it. And uh, I don't know. I know we're down inside 150 days. You guys might have the count uh, a little closer than I would, but it's going to be here before we know it. And uh, look forward as we draw closer to uh, to talking with you guys about the landscape of the association. Not only that, I'm looking forward. We got it. We got to connect somewhere on the road this year too. I miss not having a chance to hang out with you last season. Oh no, no, no question, no question. We will figure that out. We'll figure out how to do that. Hey, you know, you know what we need to do? What we really need to do? How about we end this with a final thought? Let's find a way. Let's find a way to get both of you two down to Cleburne for a series. Hey, we can. I mean, let's have a let's have a lot. Let's have a show from the depot uh let's make it uh let, let's get let's get fans involved let's hey maybe maybe kevin and i you and i could sumo wrestle in the classic club there in cleveland <laughs> hey we could maybe even put to, put a lucha brutal wrestling ring in there and come up with some kind of fun uh him honor i mean let's let's do something that wouldn't be done across any other stadium in the association and really put uh really put our uh uh, our asshat uh, antics to the test in 2023. Sounds like a challenge. That to me. sounds like quite the plan. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great plan. Brad Alvin, thanks for joining us this week. Appreciate it. Have a good one, boys. Well, Kevin, always great to have Brad Albert on, and, and great Christmas guest for us once again. Except he's now giving me the itch to get back to Vegas. I was out there. I said, yeah, I know you like. I was out there Christmas time around in 2020, and I can remember all the hotels being decorated for Christmas. And you don't think of it as a Christmassy kind of place, but they do do it right out there. Well, it's a it's a wonderland in itself out there. So a lot of fun out there. I'm glad he was enjoying himself. And you know, I I'm not a big huge Vegas person, I guess, because I don't get involved in all the stuff, but. No, there's there's plenty of stuff to do out there. There's no doubt about that. Oh, I mean, you can you can fill an entire vacation and not even step anywhere near a slot machine or a blackjack or a craps table. Well, let's talk a little bit about Cleburne before we close out the show here today, Kevin. As Brad said, got off to a very tough start last season, but rallied at the end carried that momentum into the playoffs where they nearly made it to the championship series and won their first playoff series in franchise history. Pretty exciting season for the Cleveland Railroaders. It was a perfect combo for them of just getting hot at the right time and carrying that momentum over to the playoffs. And what could have been a real disaster into a pretty memorable season for the Cleveland faithful. You know, I think one of the most exciting things for this team, and I think really they got to be excited about for the future, is Logan Watkins, I think, was the guy in that division of, of all the six managers that you look at and go, he's kind of the afterthought. You know, you have Butch Hobson and Jim Bennett's one manager of the year, and Lamar Rogers came in with a lot of fanfare, and, and you have George, of course, there in King County. And you look at those guys, and you go, well, this is the top managers. But Logan really established himself as, one of the very best managers in this league. And I think this Cleveland team is going to be very good moving forward. I think the issue is that being in Cleburne, you're kind of isolated from the rest of the league that sometimes you get a little forgotten about down there. But, but like, you know, we we're talking about with Brad, I think so, as long as Watkins wants to be in Cleburne, I think that team is in very good hands. Well, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about what's going on around the American Association. The big news out today from the league was nice of them to – but good thing that we had to uh, hold the show a day because I think they planned to release this out, expecting our show to be done. But Carter Woodale is a uh, former Sioux City – Sioux Falls, excuse me, Canaries broadcaster and has been doing a, a bunch of good stuff for the American Association, stepping aside uh, for a future endeavor. And um, – Carter's done a great job out there providing great features out there in the American Association and uh, so now stepping on to the next part of his life. And I, you, you got to give him credit. He had the job at Sioux Falls for a couple of years. They decided they wanted to go into a Joey Zanaboni direction for, uh, I guess that's their prerogative, but uh, Carter 
instead of just sulking about it, he stepped up and and kind of re- helped revolutionize the way in which the league is covered. And it was good to see him, too, get some repetitions back in the booth again as the year went on because I've never been a broadcaster myself, but I can just imagine, you know, once a broadcaster, it's, it's in your blood and that's what you want to be doing. You don't want to be home doing studio stuff all the time. So I thought it was uh, good for him last year to get repetitions in the booth and we'll see what his, where his next endeavor takes him. The league also announced a, a partnership. We, uh, we kind of know that there's been some kind of partnership already with the Australian Baseball League, but I guess it was more formalized this week. And um, so some of these Australian Baseball League games are being shown on American Association Baseball TV, and uh, we're going to start to see what that could mean for the future here. It'll be interesting, and I, you know, I think some of the managers already um, have a pretty good eye on guys that play in the Australian Baseball League because um, oftentimes they, they are guys that are not minor league prospects or guys that could be had to play in the American Association. So now that it's kind of a formal setup, we'll, I think we'll see even more crossover than ever, which I guess was the intent of the of the um, alliance with the ABL anyway. Then a story we were big on a couple of months ago, Kevin, have not talked about since. Uh, Goldeye is still not having a manager yet, and um, I, that's a credit to, to Stan Katz wanting to make sure he's getting the right guy for the job up there. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised they don't have a guy named at this point, and um, I figured you know they wanted to get in on the, the signings of players, but they're, they're doing their due diligence and ensuring they're getting the right guy for the job. Well, for their sake, I really hope they don't wait too long because as we're seeing, you know, as we were talking about with Brad with Cleburne and with I seen the last week Lamar Rogers and Gary, there's um there's a lot of players being snatched up, and you don't want to be sitting around too long with no manager. Then all of a sudden he comes in and doesn't um, he's missing out on some guys that could have been good fits for his ball club especially considering there are some managers out there that have a certain culture or way of the kind of player that they're looking for for the style of baseball that they want to play. So you want to make sure you're getting a guy that he's got enough time to find those ideal players that fit his system. So, um, you know, whether it's a a Pete Rose Jr. or uh, uh, Tom Bates, I guess that's not an improbability, but you never know. Uh, You know, they got to get under the gun here pretty soon, I'm sure. So maybe by the end of the year. We'll, we'll look for that. Or, or, or by the time this podcast comes out, as as usual, yeah. as our time usually seems yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, to be tomorrow morning. I can see it already. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the stuff going on around the rest of the independent baseball. Frontier League had a few signings and, and transactions going on out there. So the Ottawa Titans uh, re-signed infielder AJ Wright. He'll be coming back to the team after hitting 277 with 12 homers last season. Um, a big trade between the slammers and things as right-handed pitcher Spencer Johnson sent from the slammers uh, to the wild things for Dan Kubiak, uh, right-handed reliever. So nice tra- trade acquisition out there. And we already talked about this a little bit uh, last week with Gary Southshore, but of course, um, Trevor Riviere bringing in three guys from the, from the rail caps to join their team. Uh, in the Atlantic league, they have uh Lexington's Courtney Hawkins is named as the Independent Baseball Player of the Year after hitting 48 home runs, uh, tying an ALPB mark. Uh, so congratulations to him out there. We've seen American Association guys like Keon Barnum and, and uh, Adam Brett Walker win this award. So uh, the Atlantic League finally gets their guy in there, I guess, Kevin. Well, well glory be. <laughs> exactly right. Well, Kevin, you have two, one more shot here before uh, our, your Christmas final thoughts. So uh, what's our final thought for this week? Well, first of all, we, uh, there were a few more signings um, that went down on Tuesday. And uh, the Party Animals, the team that will be playing the Savannah Bananas most of the season, signed American Association products in Brett Helton, a pitcher, Pitcher Carson Goldsmith and pitcher Garrett Delano, ball pitcher slash uh, hitter, as we know from seeing him with the Salt Dogs. But 
those three guys will be part of the traveling troop of the party animals this summer. So there's three sightings right there. I don't I don't know if that will be um, under the league thing as in, like, you know, where they keep track of guys being signed by associate, by affiliates, but I just think it'll be a nice to have a little bit. Oh, I also, Breland Albadova was is going to be on the party animals team. Breland played for several teams in the association too, so nice little touch where, you know, you've actually recognized some teams that'll be playing against Savannah this summer. And, you know, that that's becoming quite a phenomenon, I guess is the word I'll use. And so glad to see that American Association guys getting involved in that. And they, they look like they're a lot of fun. And who who doesn't like a crazy highlighter yellow uniform like that? So, well, pretty cool. Oh, well, you know, the party animals have like the black jerseys, but, you know, they're pretty colorful. And, you know, for a guy that knows that, hey, you know, my playing days are probably coming to an end. No one's teams aren't lining up to want to sign me. It's a good way to stay in the game. So, you know, you get, you get to go and play baseball and you get paid pretty decently for it. So it's not a bad racket. It is, you know, I'd say for guys who want to still play baseball, it beats the heck out of retirement. Yeah, having fun. Playing the game you always loved. So, got to like it. So, how about our final thought, Kevin? All right, let's get political. Uh a lot of talk this week is about the uh, Twitter files coming out, and we are finding out that the folks at Twitter were censoring many um, conservatives as the 2020 election was nearing. So I want to say give a thank you to the American Association for oftentimes Rob and I have had our opinions our opinions oftentimes have not jived with uh, the American Association. But I want to give them credit for they've always talked to us about why they do what they do. They've, If there's a view they haven't agreed with, they've reached out to us. They've, you know, a lot of times they've corrected us on stuff. Instead of just censoring us and ignoring us, they reach out. We have a very good um, rapport with both the Joshes, and I just want to thank those guys for just being really good to work with instead of um, thinking, well, geez, they, they said something we didn't agree with. Let's just shut them out. You know, they're not like that. And just want to give those guys tons of credit for what they do for the league and what they do for us, too, and we look forward to Many, many years of doing this show and having a good rapport with the uh, American Association. That's a beautiful final thought, Kevin. And, and uh, I, I do want to thank them for the way that they have treated the two of us because, uh, the, as, as Kevin uh, hinted at there, there was an incident this season where the commissioner was pretty irate at me in particular and uh, about an article that I had written, and uh, he was on the show uh, six weeks later. So, you know, he, uh, not a guy to hold the grudge and um, happy to join us, and even even told both Kevin and myself, hey, look, if you guys have questions about something, please feel free to ask me. And, and we've asked questions, and he's been off an answer. So uh, it's nice to know there's a commissioner out there who doesn't feel like he's above uh, two guys who are sitting, uh, you know, in rooms in their home doing a podcast show. So we're appreciative of that. We like it a lot. Well, Kevin and I want to thank Brad Allred for joining us this week. For Kevin Luco, I'm Rob Panier. We will see you next time on This Week in the Association.